0: Hi everybody, I'm Tash. And I'm Damo. And we're so excited to bring you
1: 2024's first podcast
0: of the Barry Chronicles.
1: Hi everyone, we're here with Sally and Justine from Nutrition for Weight Loss Surgery. Thank you so much for joining us again. Thank you for
2: having us again. We're really excited to be here.
1: Yes, so this week we we are talking multivitamins excellent something that is like the bane of my existence
0: oh i'm i'm, I'm a good girl you,
1: you, well usually you take yours. yes
0: most of the time
1: yeah yes um i i haven't been as good um so but it, it's really important after we have weight loss surgery isn't it that we
2: Oh, look, it, um, it's yeah. one of the absolute fundamentals. I look at the vitamin regime that yeah. we set up for people as an insurance for their health. So we are really trying to proactively prevent deficiencies, mm-hmm. not go the other side and try and treat deficiencies. We want to prevent them happening in the first place. Yeah and it is one of the very well-known side effects of weight loss surgery that you are far yeah. more prone to vitamin deficiencies so it's it's a combination of if we really really boil it down to the simplicity we're eating less and we're absorbing more so it's that that dual Um, problem that makes you far more vulnerable to those deficiencies. So whenever I meet somebody for the first time, and we're talking before their surgery, I make it really clear that having the surgery is also committing to needing to take vitamins long term. Mm.
1: Yes. Mm. Because I've seen that a lot. Yeah. Sorry, go on.
3: No, no, I was just going to say along with that um reduced like Justine said that you know we we're not eating as much because there's that reduced space for food so we can't fit the same amount of food in the absorption has changed but one of the things people often don't think about is there's less acid yes. being available as well so less acid being produced in our stomach and what we're often not aware of is that vitamins are often in a form where they're they're bound tightly to things and you need that stomach acid to actually break those vitamins apart to be able to absorb them. So with less stomach acid, we're not breaking them apart and we're not actually able to absorb them as much. And and sometimes that's something that isn't yes. recognised as widely, is it, Justine, that we can be putting them in, but we're not actually breaking them apart and being able to get what we need from them. So that's why we
1: need much higher so, so doses that, of them. Having that, that food, um, you know, like we hear about malabsorption and stuff, but that's really what the malabsorption is with, with mm-hmm. um, our food intake is so that, yeah. That's body- one of the factors.
2: Um, yeah,
1: in a in a gastric bypass, we're
2: actually bypassing one of the primary absorption sites of the intestine, so we've got less ability mm-hmm. to absorb nutrients once they pass through the stomach into the intestine as well. So there's there's a multitude of Um, impacts of the weight loss surgery that makes it much harder to meet our vitamin needs and I think people can have a false sense of security I'll often be told look I'm eating really well I'm I'm doing absolutely fine I feel fine I don't need to take vitamins and they feel like they're a little bit unnecessary so they'll drop away and you do tend to have quite a good storage of vitamins, of some of your vitamins in your body that can last a long time. So again, that first year, if we're having regular blood tests, we perhaps aren't taking our vitamins as well as we should be, but bloods are looking good. We can feel like, well, I don't need them. I'm getting away with not taking them. But it's then beyond that first year, we start to see stores drop. We start to see those deficiencies pop up. So it's just such a easy way to protect yourself from those deficiencies developing to commit to those those multivitamins. Damo, what do you find is your biggest barrier to taking them?
1: Um, I guess an, initially I didn't have a good support network in sure. place. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, my dietitian at the time, she, she actually recommended I just go to Woolworths and get... Um, those kids chewable okay. gummy lollies, uh, vitamin, vitamin. and yeah, it just didn't really feel like I was doing any good. And then I suppose I had a blood test about eight months after and, and my GP said, oh, you, all your vitamin levels are great. And he he said to me then he said um, those gummies that you're taking probably aren't really doing much. So I just put two and two together and went oh I don't need to take vitamins anymore. Yeah. Um, so yeah. <laughs> and and
3: he was right that those gummies you were taking probably weren't doing much at all. And I think that's one of the things that we do quite often. Um, we have for. use with our clients um when reviewing blood tests and things we have this big list of the all the nutrients that we need and the recommended dietary intake so there's you know studies to guide what they think healthy people need to be stay healthy and be healthy um and levels of all the vitamins and minerals so we have a chart where we have all those recommended nutrients laid out um And we regularly add vitamins as they pop onto the market into our chart and assess how many of those RDIs, recommended dietary intakes, that the vitamins meet. And the gummies meet somewhere between zero, depending on the particular one, zero, maximum three of the RDIs out of 23. Um, Some of them meet absolutely none. Some might meet three, whereas when we look at those and we know people get sick of us, carrying on about the weight loss surgery specific multis they meet closer somewhere in that range 17 18 Uh, um, 23 nutrients that we need and some of when you say the
1: um bariatric specific multis i I suppose my initial barrier used to be well what makes them any different to what i can buy at coles for half the price if they're on special yeah
0: and that yeah mm-hmm. I, I yep. really feel that that,
1: yeah. yeah and it is
3: specifically yeah. that i think they've got i think more. that
0: that is a really common question yeah, they've got but more like it really is them. are they are they really different mm-hmm. are they really
3: different yeah they are they are yeah and that's why we um and people will say to us you know that that we know they're they're a significant expense They're not as easy to access because they're not at the supermarket and they don't go on special for half price in the Woolies, you know, vitamin aisle and you can just throw them in your trolley. But they do have the levels of vitamins that we need, more of those levels of vitamins that we need, and specifically the vitamins that we know and minerals that are difficult to absorb after surgery due to those changes that we were mentioning, the reduced absorption sites and those sorts of things they have higher levels of those nutrients in them. Um, and we don't just believe what the what the companies say. Oh, yeah, we, we meet your needs much better. We actually put them through yeah. our chart. We look at them. We look at what's available on the supermarket shelves. And, well, they're actually right. They're, what they're telling us is correct, that they are yeah. meeting. So is that actually industry.
1: governed? Yeah. So, yeah it's- it, is that governed and... That, you know, these companies can't just say, oh, yeah, I'm meeting it and, you know, just take mine. You know, is there someone that actually says, yes, they are meeting that?
3: There's a lot of tricky regulations around vitamins. Um, And it's unfortunately some of the rulings are that the vitamin companies can't say that they do specific things or they fix specific things or they meet specific needs. But what we do know is... um, you know a lot of the studies that tell us what problems people have had occur you know what health problems people have had and what deficiencies they've had after weight loss surgery the companies do tailor what we need to try and help prevent yeah. those problems so but they can't say if you take our vitamin after weight loss surgery
1: you won't get x y or z yes. there's, there's
3: there's a lot of yeah. rules around i think that's great i think, right.
1: I think it, it yeah at least we seem to have some standards in place that, yeah. you know, that they think, can't just say whatever they mm-hmm. want.
2: Yeah, and they, I think the companies do their very best yeah. to follow the guidelines, to, to differentiate themselves from the yeah. over-the-counter, from the, the supermarket brands, because that's yeah. their, their job is to tailor something specific to the weight loss surgery community that doesn't have too much of what you don't need but has plenty of what you do need so like they they are expensive but it's an absolute waste to take something that's not meeting your needs that are equally, you know, they're pricey. Any vitamins are quite pricey. And if you're investing, but it's not actually preventing deficiencies for you, it's not meeting your needs, um, that's problematic. So I think there's that that reassurance that it's tailor-made for the weight loss surgery challenges.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I know. I know for me, in my first in my first year, I I was actually diagnosed with deficiencies at okay. month seven. So I wasn't taking um, what was recommended to me, and I've I've been very open on social media about about my first twelve months and the challenges that that I faced purely because. I think it was really important for me to own, own the fact that I made some poor choices because I got offended um, okay. in one of my follow-up appointments. And uh, because I felt that, um, yeah, b- b- because I felt hurt and and just offended by what had been said to me, I wiped off the thought of, taking a bariatric specific multivitamin and i was diagnosed with deficiencies at month seven wow i blew through my stores yeah um i was all fine at month six and then by the end of month seven i was so sick and my tests were terrible they were absolute because they sent me for more tests then and from and from then i became little miss compliant (laughs) bariatric (laughs) because we I mean look life life is expensive isn't it you know weight weight loss surgery came at at a very significant cost but also if I don't invest into my health in the long term then I'm going to have a poor outcome in my health so it just made sense to me that I need to actually prioritize that 100%
2: 100% and I think you you said it Tash, you were feeling so unwell and I think we underestimate how vitamin deficiencies can affect our physical and mental health. So you know they have a really profound effect on how we're feeling and we, we underestimate that it doesn't feel like a big deal. I think before weight loss surgery um, and looking just at the general population, unless there's a deficiency there's not a great need to take preventative Vitamins. So mm-hmm. we underestimate how important they are for your your well-being. And an example mm-hmm. is a vitamin B12 deficiency, that can start to manifest as a feeling of depression. So you know we can um, think we've got um problems that are just to do with our mental health but if we actually crack some vitamin deficiencies wow. it can support that now that's not for everybody but it's just an example of of the reasons we want to stay on top of those vitamin levels yeah and
3: that's sometimes right. you don't associate those things as being related to vitamins like it you can be thinking you know i'm not feeling good i'm not feeling well mentally i'm not feeling positive maybe i need to seek you know some therapy for my mental health or some antidepressants or something like that where and and it's very interesting that sometimes we think well because the the solution we might feel for that is a medication that's more important to invest in than the vitamins whereas the vitamins may actually prevent us feeling that way so it's a it's it's such a tricky balance and that's why we're so open and honest about we know it's a significant investment but it's one that people mm. need to be aware of when they go into surgery or it can oh, yeah. be more costly it's, it's, it's interesting
1: that. because i i guess um depression and feeling low can really be associated with a lot for a lot of people after weight loss surgery yeah. and you know we wonder why uh, and yeah. i know i did and you know uh, it was about two years post-op and i was just feeling like crap yeah and There was a few of my vitamin levels were low, and my GP, yeah, he said, you know, Mm -hmm. you need to, he gave me these, all these different vitamins that I was needing to take. And, you know, but even then, I was still sort of sitting there going, why can't I just have an antidepressant to make myself feel better? And, you know, I didn't understand that, I, I guess to me, I, I grew up seeing my my dad's mum. She had her pantry and it was full of every vitamin you could imagine yeah. and, you know, slippery elm and, and all this stuff. And so, it, but grandma was always really sick. So I guess I grew up thinking, you know, it's just a scam.
2: Yeah. And yeah.
1: so when, yeah, and I yeah, guess I had true. that preconceived mm-hmm. idea that, Well, it didn't help my grandmother. So, you know,
2: yeah. Is it real? Is it true? Yeah. Is it it, it really like me? Yeah. And I I think, Mm. you know, when we're looking at mental health, going, if you are struggling, going to your GP, certainly investigating the the cause, is it a deficiency, is it not to do with that, but having your bloods checked. And I think it comes down to as a bariatric patient, we need to really be keeping an eye on what your bloods are doing. So year one, the recommendation is to have your bloods checked every three months, year two, every six months and then annually thereafter but if you're not feeling right if you're starting to feel you know physically unwell or not feeling yourself a bit foggy in the head it's always best to go and get your bloods checked just Mm. check that there's nothing going on because that deficiency if it you know lingers for a long time that's where we can have real problems
1: wow
0: so what are
2: what are some what are the things that we should be looking out for in terms,
0: know, in terms of, of deficiencies and, and how, how, how it may manifest in our bodies if if we haven't been sticking to a vitamin regime?
2: So it can be everything from top to toe tash. So we can have, as I said, lack of concentration.
1: Yes, yes. it,
2: it can be, be so many things. Um, you know, feeling just really that you're not remembering things so well. It can be a GI effect. So it can um, have diarrhea, constipation. We can have, you know, gut.
3: Could be your eyes. It could be um, it could be something like, for example, that case that we saw. Justine, one of the surgeons we used to work with, he also worked in a public hospital, and he had a patient present to emergency with night blindness, unable to see at night. Now he actually had previously done bariatric surgery on that patient, and when they presented with night blindness, realised that they hadn't been taking their vitamins. They had a vitamin A deficiency. They couldn't see at night. So there's so many. It's really what, and it could just be the, could be the brittle nails. It could, like Justine said, so many yeah. things. It could just be lethargy from an iron deficiency mm, yeah. and tiredness, and it's just so wide ranging. It could be um poor wound healing. like yeah. if you get a paper cut, that seems to hang around for two weeks. Um, the inability to like if you're you're getting a problem with your nerves, the inability to actually grip a pen properly and you're thinking, why well, am tr- trying to pick up that pen or pick up a credit card and you don't have that grip, wow. that's that could be potentially wow. deficiency involving some nerve damage. Wow. There's so many things.
2: Yeah, so you're yeah. top to toe, but yeah. if you're not feeling Very good, best place things. to always head to as GP Get checked. Get the yeah. bloods checked. Is it vitamins? Is it something else? But trying to prevent that by committing to that daily regime. Mm.
0: So yeah. are there are there tests yeah. that, that, sure. that we can um, that we can ask for? Is it is it just a general? Is it just a general thing? Will will our GPs know what to test for um, all the time? Because sometimes I've found. Mm that uh, well, in the past my current GP is very good but in the past my GP wasn't um, testing some things that I was deficient in because it just required a little bit of a different sort of a
2: test. Yeah I don't think all GPs are going to know exactly what to test which is challenging okay. um, it can be yeah. um, you know looking for bariatric specific physicians can be yep. useful Okay. Um, Excellent. yeah but it it's-
3: but even at minimum, with a general GP, if you're sitting there with, a, I guess, you know, for people listening to this, if they are no longer in touch with their weight loss surgery team, they don't have a bariatric GP, if you're sitting with a GP and a GP says, well, what do you think I should suggest? I'm, I know this sounds simplistic, but tell the, tell the GP to pop into Google bariatric blood tests yeah, and long-term out and out, don't you think Justine as a, as a yeah, very basic and that's great advice for the ASMBS um, yeah because it's just something that anyone can do but if you put bariatric specific blood tests and long-term they should be able to it'll pull yeah. up a list and give you that that basic screen and and that's even useful for a GP to then know that for the yeah. next person who comes in because if it's not someone they see routinely and they not only see someone every few months even every once a year it's just useful They'll think oh that's right there was a yeah. list i can
1: yeah. get that i in, guess in we sort patient. of expect gps to know everything yeah and i th- there's so, that can there's be so many things yeah, that they have no to know it can <laughs> be so unfair to you know that's uh, to expect that so i think it's good if if we can sort of Advocate do that advocacy for ourselves and say no i need you to check this this, this. Yeah. Yeah. um so that we know that we're being thorough with our thorough. own
2: health as well yeah.
3: 100%. Mm. And no one can know everything and we're certainly not trying to sound no, not at all. negative about GPs who don't know because it's a classic example we we know this area quite well but if i have a you know if i'm picking up the children from school and a, a mum says to me oh you're a dietitian aren't you my child won't do x y and z i say oh no unless <laughs> i'm only a weight loss surgery dietitian i'm not go- i can't do it. <laughs> so yeah, we, we right. all have our things that we can deal with quite well so and and unless you see people with a certain you know requirement then, you're, then yeah you're that's exactly not right
0: that. that's why i think it's i think that that was really great advice and it's good for us as bariatric people and the people that are listening to be aware that it's important for us to advocate for ourselves when when we go to the wonderful yeah. professionals that, you know, that, that we're seeking support from and just have a basic understanding of the things that we need. Yeah. Because nobody is going, I mean, of, of course, professionals care about us, but nobody has to live our lives for us except us. Yeah. And we need to take some level of responsibility as well, I think anyway that's what that that's definitely what I had to do I had to stand up and go okay well I did this to me I went against advice and now I need to take advice and walk out the journey of going from deficient in all the
2: things to not being deficient mm-hmm. yeah yeah so just talking blood tests. just a yeah. tip for your listeners Amazing. um before you have your blood test hold your vitamins for 48 hours it gives more accurate yes. results and a lot yeah. of people don't know that yes
0: i did i didn't know that um i didn't know that and i i spent a couple of years still having uh, my vitamins because you know i don't i don't want to not take them yeah bad things like um but yeah it was only very recently that somebody informed me that, no, you should not take them.
2: Yeah, just for 48 hours, and it only affects some of the levels, but it's best just to hold them and you get the clearest picture of what your bloods are doing. Okay.
1: Yep, that's um, great. Now they ha- Okay, so uh, another topic that comes up a fair bit uh, is B6. Sure. Um, we've seen it on the ABC, we've seen different a current affair things. So can you run us through the the B6 subject?
2: Certainly. Mm. So, so B6, we always thought of as a water-soluble vitamin that would just excrete from the body if we had too much of it. But a few yep. years back, when we were testing B6 more and more, we were seeing these very high levels in people. And for a start, we assumed maybe they're just not holding their vitamins before their blood test, but it was getting worse and worse. And what happens mm-hmm. with B6, it actually accumulates in the body. And we can have what's called hypervitaminosis or toxic levels of B6 build up in our systems. And the problem with B6, wow. it is so prevalent and we're allowed to put quite a lot in our vitamins here in Australia last time I checked it was 50 milligrams was allowable per supplement I'm pretty sure it's still there but I'd have to double check and even some of our weight loss pardon yeah no um it, it is. is
3: yeah it's um well it's I think the change think now you have you can actually have up to 100 milligrams but you need to have a warning I believe
1: yeah I think that's what I read on the TBA. but
2: even our our weight loss surgery specific multivitamins some of them did used to have nearly 10 milligrams now that has been adjusted in response to this toxicity so the the weight loss surgery specific multivitamins have a really lovely low b6 level that's not you know accumulating like it was previously Mm -hmm. however what lots of people will do is add different vitamins to their regime so they might be taking a weight loss surgery specific one but adding something else and on top unknowingly Um, an example that I saw with one of my clients she hadn't told me she was taking some magnesium for her fibromyalgia and her symptoms were getting worse and worse so she was adding more magnesium in again not in discussion with me. Now, when we checked her B6 levels, I had never seen any as high. They were just through the roof. I immediately called her, said, look, we need to run through what you're taking. She assured me she was taking absolutely no B6. I said, no, get all your vitamins out and let's run through them. The magnesium she was taking had 50 milligrams of B6 in it, and she was taking three a day and had been for a really long time. Mm -hmm. Now, the problem here was one of the symptoms of high levels of vitamin B6 is numb or tingly hands and feet. She put this down to her Mm -hmm. fibromyalgia, getting worse. So the treatment she was using was actually the cause Mm -hmm. of the problem for her.
1: Oh, the poor
2: thing. I know.
1: And is that reversible? Like, yeah, look,
2: the, the level comes down. Um, I believe that most of the, the tingling neuropathy improves. There can be a little bit of carryover depending how long that toxicity has existed. Wow. Um, Sally, is that your understanding too?
3: That's my understanding, yeah. It's And it's so hard to know, like in cases like this where someone does actually have that underlying condition where some of those symptoms are present, as it is, in that particular case, it's really hard to not to I guess differentiate between what's making the isn't it? um so it makes it it makes it so tricky. but I think that the challenge is what we're seeing as well when people are looking for their vitamins, sometimes they're driven to places like I heard because you can get different things you can't get in the in the shops um, delivered to your door. and you can find things that don't fit under those regulations we have in australia so now that the tga know that this is a problem in australia if they have over a certain amount of b6 in there there needs to be a warning to say that now i believe if you've got over 10 milligrams of b6 in a supplement it needs to have a warning that too much of it can cause that that numbness and tingling the peripheral neuropathy i just popped b6 into iherb um a few moments ago, and up popped something with two hundred and fifty milligrams oh of B six. Now that shouldn't actually be accessible in Australia, but we can just get it delivered on iHerb. And we know that those doses over time oh are gosh. really going to cause people to have that's so scary. symptoms. That's mm, so scary. really high levels. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's, it is. Isn't yeah, it? It is. Amazing. It is, and it appearing in so many places. It just it can accumulate um, the amount that you're taking on a daily basis. Another one we see commonly the hair okay. skin and nails yeah. problems, just that. And all sorts oh. of supplements, or where people are adding in extra supplements and it's throwing out the balance of what you need mm-hmm. and causing other problems. Yeah. That's a, that's another thing that we see oh, wow. quite commonly. They try and stop everything else and just take the ones. The bariatric specific ones and any you're prescribed to treat a deficiency of course rather than trying to mix and match different things because yeah, nice we have, a, l- oh no, I
1: we have a lot of people that that will take stuff because they're scared of losing their hair and, no. which i i totally understand that you know um but it could actually be doing us no. A bit of damage by doing that?
2: Yeah, look, uh, really ironically, a lot of hair, skin and nail supplements have quite a bit of selenium in them. Now, when you add that selenium on top of the selenium that is in um, a multivitamin, so a bariatric specific multivitamin, we can have above our upper limit. And the, the irony of that is excess selenium causes hair loss. So the treatment again is making the situation worse. So hair skin and nails. Yeah, so I, I always my my advice if somebody says, Justine, I'm so worried about my hair, like should I add a hair skin and nail supplement? I say back away, take your multivitamin, take the extras that your dietitian or team have prescribed for you, but don't add something extra in without checking because that accumulation, that doubling up, we can exceed upper limits and that can make things Mm. worse. So the hair loss after weight loss surgery, I mean, the body's gone through surgery, that can cause hair loss. Rapid weight loss can cause hair loss stress can cause hair loss. So we have, you know, again, a cascade of of different things that happen with weight loss surgery that can make us vulnerable to some excess hair loss in the first six to 12 months. So we tend Mm. to see it happening between three and six months that that shedding starts. If we focus on getting our protein right, so meeting our protein needs, making sure we're taking our correct vitamin regime, having regular blood tests, You know, by 12 months, that really should have resolved and we should be seeing that hair start to thicken back up. But it's, you know, we can say that we know it's really triggering and frightening for people. Our hair's, you know, a huge part of our identity and self-esteem. So we can see the temptation to jump into wanting to buy those really beautifully marketed hair, skin and nail supplements. But I really
1: just people to do that. It'd be like if my beard started falling out, I'd be...
3: Yeah. 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 You'd, be, you'd be devastated.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> how, how do I... Why do I in <laughs> be neck <laughs> <laughs> if oh, I don't have a
3: beard? With No, but it yeah, is important yeah, that's just to right. Not with my range much. of
0: neck bulldog clips that I'm going to be bringing out now. No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> i actually did lose oh, half of my hair wow
0: uh, because but again i was not being compliant which in, half um, <laughs> mm-hmm. um i i had ball so i went bald back to about here wow um and i had big patches wow. right through my head it was it it was it was very very it was very triggering it was very scary yeah and um and just and un- unfortunately, just for me, it just seems to be a thing. So with all of my plastic surgeries as well, I've also had not not as not as um, bad, but I've also ha- lost a little bit of hair each time. And it is for me, it's a surgery thing.
2: Yeah.
3: How long do you think it takes for your body to find its balance again and that hair starts regrowing because often that's a concern for people too. When will it actually come back? And For what does me, that look it's like at six you? months.
0: Mm-hmm. It starts at three months, post-op, always. Mm-hmm. And for mm-hmm. me, it's by six months. I've got, yeah. I look like a little porcupine.
3: Um, time, I yeah. have little, little, little,
0: little, little baby hairs <laughs> everywhere. Um, but I'm, I'm always very happy to see that now because I realise, oh, means my hair's coming back.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. But oh, it yes. is, it is um, a challenge. It definitely is. But as you said, the protein and the vitamins, um, it it does come back. It yeah. just takes time.
2: Yeah. If it's happening For beyond twelve months, yeah. um, that's when you yeah. really need your bloods checked. If it's progressing yeah. beyond twelve months, we're thinking right, this could be nutrition related, not just the rapid weight loss, not just the surgery. Now, so then I'd really yeah. encourage people to get. Full set of bloods and check what's going on.
3: Yeah. Another question. Yeah. One thing to keep in mind with blood. You're ask... all right, No. no you're oh, sorry. Oh, I was. I was just going to say the other thing to keep in mind with blood testing um, is even when we are doing the right thing and trying to get those weight loss surgery multis in. Sometimes, even when you're doing best that you can and taking what you should be taking you may still get a deficiency and I think that just I was thinking about it then Damo when you mentioned about feeling like um you you had the relative who took all the vitamins and they're always sick and you you thought it was all fake and I think there's some really good stats um as a researcher in the Netherlands and who has produced some wonderful stats on vitamins and he has his research that he's been involved in he's found that If you're if you've got a sleeve, if you're just taking an over-the-counter vitamin, likely that 75% of people with a sleeve taking an over-the-counter over-the-counter multi multi will get a deficiency. And if people with a bypass are taking an over-the-counter multi, 83% are likely to get a deficiency. So they're pretty high stats: 75% with a sleeve, 83% with a bypass. But even those who are taking weight loss surgery specific multis with a bypass 22 percent of those people are still likely to get some sort of deficiency so that's where that feeling of oh well it's not working anyway comes in but your risk of getting those deficiencies is much lower if you're actually taking them so i feel like we can sell that oh take your multis you'll be fine but it it doesn't always pan out like that but you're likely to still so get better off if, if,
0: if you sense. are in that in that category in that 22 percent what do you do then?
3: I guess when you have the blood test, it should indicate what deficiencies you have, and then we give additional ones to top up. But we need to select those yeah. carefully to target what is low. So, for example, not just taking another multi and then potentially throwing the balance out of other things. It might It's treating those yes. specific deficiencies. So it's yeah. not a generalizable yeah. Yeah. thing. It's it's really it and needs I'll to be see tailored all sorts to of the different test. deficiencies.
2: Yeah. You know, I might be treating a vitamin C deficiency, not in somebody taking their bariatrics <laughs> that covers their their vitamin C, but that's usually in somebody not taking anything. So I might treat a vitamin C deficiency, a vitamin A deficiency. We've had zinc deficiencies, and we actually isolate those nutrients, give the correct dose to bring that level up, recheck, and make sure we've restored that level. So it's yeah. just again, yeah. it comes back to. Even if you are one hundred percent compliant, you still need those bloods just to check what's happening That's in your right. body, yeah. and and many people need a few additional vitamins in their baseline regime. So um, we usually mm-hmm. give some calcium and vitamin D um, for menstruating females will usually give additional iron on top of that contained in the multivitamin. So Mm -hmm. it's not just a one-stop shop. So it is getting the right regime set up for you.
0: Yeah, that's excellent advice. It really is.
1: Something that I did struggle with when I actually did start doing multivitamins was when I read on it that I was Mm -hmm. supposed to take two a day at different times um, and honestly I, I just took two, two in the morning because it's like you know that was just me but I was taking 20 tablets a day at that time yeah. and you know um, but how important is it or mm-hmm. is it important that we you know do the if it says two a day do we do it one in the morning one at night or how do we break it all up? your body can only
2: absorb so much of anything at one time so dividing that dose having it at separate times of the day is going to enhance the absorption of what you're getting from those vitamins um and saying that if i have a client
3: can i just give a i've got a comment justine that something just popped into my head of how to visualize that if you are if you've got say you're on a golf course and if you had let's say there were five holes for the golf ball and you slowly roll five balls out, then there's a chance that they'll go in those holes. If you get a bucket of 40 and you tip over the top, you can't absorb all 40, you still, there's still only five holes. So that's why we say if you spread it out over the day, you're more likely to land in those holes, whereas if it's all dumped there, yeah, you will spread, spread a lot more. Does that, does that make sense um, a little yeah, bit? Yeah.
2: But in <laughs> you saying will. that, yeah, Dame, yeah. if I had a client say to me, Justine, I am forgetting the second dose all the time, I would say to them, you're better to take two at once than only one a day if it's a two a day dose. So, you know, best case scenario, we have that divided dose, mm-hmm. one start of the day, one end of the day. Can't do that, not managing that for any reason. We're going to have two together rather than forgetting one each day
0: yeah okay and and for those of us that that take calcium i i take calcium and vitamin d uh, as well um and and i also take reflux medication so that's a very very common very very common three things that that a lot of weight loss surgery people are having and i understand that that it's definitely. Um, you know, like these are probably quite individualised questions that I'm asking, but is it important to make sure that we're separating those things? Yeah. To enhance the them. absorption.
3: Yeah, yeah. It absolutely is. It absolutely is. Yep. And particularly with calcium, we know that it can be, the absorption of that can be inhibited. There's So iron and calcium are not always good okay. to be taking together. The reflux medication and it's it is a balancing act and i would say to anyone who's prescribed those things talk to your yep. talk to the person who you're you, you know who's prescribing those for you and and work out how you can fit them in across your day because it is important to be separating out different nutrients at different times um calcium just while we're on that is a tricky one because it's another nutrient that people say oh my calcium in my blood test is fine i don't need calcium But the problem with calcium is your bones are very, very good at maintaining your blood stores. So you can have a blood test and it looks like your calcium levels are fine for years. And then you break a hip and you find that your bones have been leaching calcium for years to keep your blood stores stable. So blood calcium levels are not a good test to show that our calcium stores are actually okay, it's it's much more effective to have um, bone density okay. oh, wow. testing because we don't know, yeah, we don't actually know what's happening in your bones by a blood test because your bones will just keep sending calcium out into the bloodstream and it'll look Excellent. fine.
0: Excellent. That's, that's very, very, very helpful to know mm. that.
1: Mm. So I need to stop with the um, just taking, you know, Ten tablets in the mouth at once, and
2: yes, you need to. Stop if that. you can, Ramo, absolutely. Yes. If you can, if you
1: and can. You
2: know, <laughs> I often, with dividing doses, I think about layering up a habit. So, um, if we look at you know dividing the multivitamin, it might be that you do that at the same time as teeth brushing. So something else you're doing twice a day to trigger yes. that. I rip- have to brush my teeth
0: as well. You do. You've got to do that as well.
2: You'll be fine. Yeah. (laughs) But just something to trigger that, (laughs) ah, it's my vitamin time Um, because that can be, yeah. And have a little backup supply. I tell people, have a little supply at work or in your handbag. So if you leave and think, oh, man, I didn't take that, you've got them available. Um, Using a little dosette um, can be really useful too to remind you.
1: Mm. That's a good tip, actually. Um, think probably having them in the car or something.
2: Yeah, because then um, if it comes to mind and you think, oh, know. I'm good.
1: Yeah. Well, you're just perfect. <laughs> you?
3: <laughs> no. No, I'm not. But I do take my vitamin sibling rivalry. Here goes. <laughs> oh, jeez. <yeah, yeah. laughs> oh, I think a, a spare pack in the door of your car so that when you, you go to hop in and it rattles as you shut the door, yeah. that's also a handy spot. A
0: very good reminder.
1: Many yeah. people a lolly and laugh yeah. when they yeah. no, chew on it.
0: No. you no. a terrible man.
1: Mm. <laughs> so there's a, oh dear. Um, one, one of the themes, I guess, that we're seeing is that prevention is definitely better than cure um yeah and there's a lot of these things that i've seen around where you can have someone come and hook up a bag of vitamins to you and do an infusion and you know um
0: yeah we're, we're, we're actually seeing a lot more of that on um in our support group people are you know asking about that or well they've done that or whatever what's your what's your take on on that one
2: Look, it, it depends on, obviously, what is in that solution. And if we think about the nature of some vitamins, they don't last in our system very long. So they're, they're water-soluble. So we're going to need more mm. of that daily dose. It's not something I have looked into the evidence for, um, and as dietitians, yeah. we're very bound by working to the evidence. So I don't want to comment yeah. too yeah. much on that. But my initial thought yeah. is many vitamins need to be provided regularly so I'm not sure yeah. of the longevity of yes. how helpful that would be and yeah. is that solution tailored for the needs of a bariatric patient would be the next yeah. question I'd want to be asking yeah. um so yeah a few a few questions I would have that I would want to look into with yeah. that but certainly if it's something that's been asked more and more it's something that as dietitians we need to be over and understanding. So I will put it on my list of to dos to really look into that.
1: Awesome. Yeah, that'd yeah. be great because we are seeing that yes, we are. come up as, as well up. as the the patches and oh the ones where you can order vitamins to
0: Yeah, Taylor tailor made okay. vitamins as well. All these all these things pop up in our on more in the support group, in chats, we get messages and we just thought, well, we will ask the people that know. It sounds, sounds like well, Sally and I have
2: some homework to do in that space. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, we use infusion. Yeah. Few- yeah. And
3: I, I think what we do know is there's yeah. not evidence yet for those things coming out in the bariatric space. Like we can hunt generally, but I think there's been nothing So really, are better off
1: sticking with what we know works. It's no very, very
0: important then, isn't it? That that's stick right. Stick to those things that we know are going yeah. to work.
1: Yeah, because I mean, it could it could be very dangerous mm-hmm. if we don't. Exactly and right. you know, we think we're doing the right thing, and six months later we find out no, we haven't. And suddenly we've got to play catch up. To yeah,
0: I mean, obviously, obviously, I would say that um, you know, obviously, like for iron infusions and things. Well, well, that's different. I mean, I've I had to have quite a few of those over the years. Yes, um, absolutely. That they've been around forever
2: yeah and that's targeted it's done under the advice mm-hmm. of a medical team um, yes, and is treating exactly that deficiency right. so yeah yeah excellent yeah
3: yeah and i think trying to do that um when you said about you can order the tailor-made vitamins i think it's probably very tricky mm. to get that balance right if you're not up with yeah. the body of evidence as well. So if someone says, oh, I think I'm think i feeling a bit this way, maybe I add a little bit extra of that, that's where things yeah. can get a little bit dangerous too. So I think it's best to go with what we know is safe and what we know is tailored as best it can be for the
1: general yeah. weight loss surgery patient and then
3: backing up the yeah. individual We have testing.
1: people that ask yeah. quite often if they should start their bariatric multivitamins before they have surgery. Yeah. Um what do you guys think about that? So
2: we screen all our clients, our patients, um nutritional levels before their surgery. Um, I don't get any of my patients to start their multis prior, but I will treat deficiencies prior. So often we're treating low levels of iron, vitamin D, B12. We like those levels to run a little higher than um, the general population, particularly leading into surgery, just to give you a nice boost to go in. But I don't typically start the multi prior but I do like my clients to start it as soon after their surgery as possible um, it's really really important in those early post-op um, periods that we are taking a multivitamin and I'll often see people drop away with it because particularly if they're not feeling well um, if they're a little bit nauseated if they're sick they might feel really um, reluctant to take their multi they might think it's making it feel worse it is absolutely critical to have it at that time. Because there's, um, for example, B1. So thiamine um, is an essential nutrient to have. Um, We're very vulnerable to that level dropping quite quickly after weight loss surgery, particularly if we're unwell. So it is crucial that we take that multivitamin, even if we're feeling not so good.
1: Mm. Wow. So what do we do if we are feeling sick every time, you know, I take, it, take my malty and now I feel sick? Um, so try taking any, it with it, food.
2: Um, so trying to yeah. take it with food can be helpful. Some of my clients will take it just before bed. So they're not mm-hmm. sitting with that nausea through the day if they can go to sleep before that kicks in, that can help them. Um, It's trying it at different times of the day, seeing if there's a time it sits better for you. Um, Changing brands sometimes can help different people respond better to different brands. If you're really struggling, talk to your team. There might be, you know, options yep. or, or different things we can try for short periods of time that cover the absolute essentials that we need to get in if we can't do the multi if we've got a period of not feeling so well.
1: Yeah, yeah that's, that's great. Don't
2: just stop. That. Do um, not just go cold turkey, I can't take it. Really liaise with your team if you're struggling in those early days. Yeah. And
0: and as as dietitians, you would rather hear from from your patients,
2: wouldn't you? Uh, if, they, if they are 100%, mm-hmm. we don't just want to see yep. our patients yep. when things are going well. And I think there's a real temptation for people to cancel their appointments or not be in touch with us if they feel like they're not doing a good job or they're, how can I tell the dietician I can't take that multivitamin because I don't like the taste of it? They're just going to get cross at me. We're solution focused. We're here to work with you and come up with strategies to make things as easy for you as possible. So yeah. tell us if you're yeah. struggling. That's my biggest piece of advice. We can't help if we don't yeah. know, and we're never here to judge. Yeah. We're just here to support and keep you as healthy and well as possible.
1: Yeah, I, I love that because I think for for most of us, it's um, we don't want to disappoint yeah. our dietitian. We don't want to disappoint our surgeon. Even um, I noticed on the cruise that we did on with bsa members um there was a lot of apologies going to the wait staff because they we weren't eating a full all the food and yeah it's we're we're so used to i guess being a disappointment
0: or feeling like feeling like we're
1: a disappointment that we can get scared to ring up and say hey I'm failing you know and we I feel, feel like, like we're failing yeah. again yeah. yeah but that's and the, it's not about failure it's about empowering
2: empowering people. seeking support when you need support and right. I think it comes back to if that phone mm. call or that reaching out afterwards you don't feel better and more supported it's probably looking for a different provider, somebody else to walk alongside yes. with you, because you should always mm-hmm. leave your consultation or phone call feeling better, have more knowledge, feel more supported than when you reached out. So that that's our job, Damo. That's what, you know, we're yeah. here to yeah. to make journeys as positive as possible for people. So you're not feeling yeah. like a disappointment because that's never how we would perceive things
1: that's that's great yeah um there was one other question i want to just as a follow-up to what we were talking about um if i was going to have surgery how long before would would you guys sort of want to do have a blood test done on a patient to check if there are any deficiencies leading up to the surgery
2: well it, it really depends on your clinic there's not there's not a set time but we need time to correct deficiencies but say somebody doesn't have a long lead time and they come and see us and they've got very low iron stores we can do an infusion and get that up really quickly or if they've got low b12 we can do an injection of b12 and get that level up quickly we can do high dose vitamin d so we can move quickly if we need to to correct things but if there was a deficiency that we weren't able to correct quickly we would likely delay that surgery until we've got that that yeah. person at a really good nutritional position to head into that surgery
1: yeah that's, that's so important fantastic yeah. it really
0: is I know for me with even with my plastic surgery my very my first one um I went into it with levels that were that were okay for a normal person that they, they were the low end though mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: and And I had a very, very significant bleed during that surgery. And it took me months and months to recover. Mm -hmm. So when um, even after our weight loss surgery, when we're considering other surgeries, it is very important, isn't it, that we have our bloods checked and be sure that we are well in ourselves to go forward with those sorts of things
2: i would always recommend that and not just the bloods get the protein right to heading into surgery you know really make sure you're meeting your protein needs yeah
3: yeah we often talk about protein yeah we often talk about protein being involved in that repair of the body when after any surgery but the thing to remember is that a lot of those vitamins and minerals are actually part of the chemical reactions that help the healing as well so yes we do need the protein there but there's all these little chemical reactions and that's what those vitamins and minerals are feeding so if they're not there and the right chemical reactions aren't occurring in the body the healing doesn't occur either so that's another thing that's often forgotten a little bit that you you can't recover if you haven't got the right levels of nutrients to be firing on yeah, like, all cylinders, wow. I guess you could say.
0: hundred percent, and yeah. that 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 is what happened to me with my mm-hmm. first, with my very first round of plastics, and it it was months. I felt like rubbish. Yeah. So now, if I if I have any type of yeah. surgery, I'm always off. Make sure that I that all my blood tests are good, and I'm also always prioritizing the protein in the lead up because otherwise it is not nice.
1: Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, we really
2: appreciate it. It's been amazing. Yeah, thank, you. thank yeah. you for having us.
1: Yeah, we're really looking forward to it. Tash, could you
3: perhaps, Tash, could you perhaps, um, when you're getting your vitamins, this afternoon or this evening, I, I believe Damo may not be taking them. So, would you just to will. shoot one, please, well? I, <laughs> I will. I will. I'll,
0: I, I will nag him, and
3: I don't like this calling <laughs> <laughs> You're getting <picked> on Damo. Right? <laughs> I've had enough of My you wife. too. He says, "I'm
0: the one. I'm the one that, that his up. wife calls in." when when she needs help to get him to 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 do the the things that he needs to do mm-hmm. for himself. So now I will start with my very persuasive oh my persuasions.
1: Thank you so much. <laughs> we'll leave you with that, Dave.
3: You're most welcome. Thank you.